Hello, welcome to Thomas War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the Age of Sigma Stat Center. I should have some like like music. That sort of thing. Hello everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host. It's Monday, which means we get to look at the tournament results from what's happened all over the world in Age of Sigma. Um, and not loads. Two events, and then there's an event from last weekend to cover, but generally, uh, some interesting stuff. Not fascinating, <laughs> because, you know, uh, it, there's not loads of events happening all over, and the meta's fairly stable at the moment, I'd say, but a couple of interesting uh, bits to talk about. Ooh, left the notifications on there. Diogen, thanks for resubscribing. Thank you, everyone, for joining us live. Uh, so Tavi Game, what's going on? Get Huck, Shadow Sun, yes, Lord Whale, uh, hello everyone, Cold Shoulder. Um, hey Cold Shoulder, the dude you made yesterday spicy is super chill, always love when I get new channels through you. Oh my, I'm happy man. Dadrin, big love, uh, the meat is fairly stable, seems like a weather forecast, yeah, the meat, the, the, the meat watch is fairly stable. So hey everyone, welcome to the show, how you all going? Uh, hey Duck Guts, yeah, mm, Duck Guts. Uh, hey everyone. Right, I'm just going to fire on with the show today because as you may or may not know, the TSN is back. That's right. So 7pm tonight. So our normal show is going to start a little bit later. It's going to start like 7.30 tonight. Uh, the ban phase, the first ban phase um, for this for the match that we have on Sunday is on tonight at 7pm. So I guess that's kind of the takeaway. It's very, very exciting uh, going on tonight. So looking forward to that. Um, Super hype. Really looking forward to it. Oh, Nurgle Matthew. What is going on? Nurgle Matthew, thanks for gifting 10 gift subscriptions in the chat. Wow. Wow. Are you excited about the Super Series returning? I'm excited about the Super Series returning. I'm excited. Uh, very much excited to talk about what I think might be banned tonight. What units. Uh, you know, it's quite a difference from where we were last year. It's very exciting. Nurgle Matthew, that is... Mm super cool to you um yeah so looking forward to that tonight that's going to be that's going to be really really fun uh yeah you're really really great Nogle matthew thanks thanks very much uh so that's on and so don't forget the live coverage of that is this sunday so sunday from 9 a.m till i think it's like 7 30 or whatever it is three rounds four matches two teams playing four matches across the spread of uh three rounds so it's going to be very cool very exciting two great teams the geo9 and the marauders so that's uh, kind of the big takeaway. Um, and obviously we'll get to talk about on the stat show next Monday, of course, uh, where there'll be two ban phases that Monday. So anyway, I've uh, got a three-point question for you, Rob. Sure, man. Uh, do you think High Elves units like Phoenix Guard will get squatted from Cities of Sigmar? Now we have Lumineth. I don't think so. Fifty Shades of Eshin Grey, I think, which is a great name. Um, I think... Oh, and Lord Well, thanks for donating 100 bits. Whoop, whoop. Um... Uh, yeah, so don't forget that the coverage, well, the ban phase stuff tonight will be on the T-Sports Network. So if you've never subscribed to that YouTube channel, it'll be on the YouTube channel afterwards. But before then, it's going to be on our Twitch. So the T-Sports Network uh, is what you're going to want to go and find. Um, that'll be tonight, and then the coverage will be in the weekend. Notice what game will host it, so you can go check that out as well. Um, uh, yeah, big love, big love. Uh, ban the Gobapalooza. Can't ban a battalion. You have to ban Bogolai or something similar, I think. Uh, yeah, Marathi is fucked. Diadrin, agreed. Right, okay, let's talk about the events from the weekend. So over in Wellington in New Zealand, a bunch of gangsters hung out. One of my favorite people in the world, Aiden, 
uh, ran an event. So he was the TO, wonderful person. It was only a 20-player event, but it happened over five rounds, uh, which is uh, super cool. Um, and these are the battle plans. It was Battle for the Past, Scorched Earth, Shifting Objectives, Knife to the Heart, Places of Arcane Power. I like all of those apart from Places of Arcane Power, but I can see why it's in there. Much stronger for Daughters of Cain. You would normally think Places of Arcane Power, you'd be like, that's a strong one for them. Um, uh, but they didn't take out the event. Uh, Knife to the Heart is a great, like, sp- like it splits them up great. Um, <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a really good one. Uh, like, it's a really good one. I really like that. Shifting objectives? Mm, interesting. Okay, so the rounds are two hours, 45 minutes. There was no comp and new Lumineth were allowed, even though the FAQ hadn't been put out. Uh, so Aiden just making that bold call. That's super fine of him. Uh, he had to jump in as a TO at one point. He, he, I was speaking to him earlier. He said he had to jump in at TO, uh, sorry, as a player at one point um, because of some dropouts and some other stuff. Um, but he said the level of painting was super high. He was really happy about it. And really, any New Zealand event is really an Australian Masters. Um, I don't think the Australians will mind me saying that, or they will mind me saying it, but really, win your own events, boys. That's kind of like the key takeaway. Like, I like, they, like New Zealand took CanCon off you. So, I'm not really sure what you're meant to do about that. Uh, but yeah, really important. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, two hours, 45 minute rounds. So, just nice and pacey, get them done. Uh, five rounds. Um, now, it was won by Deepkin. Uh, Dom Hein Deepkin took the event out. Um, and uh, this was the path to victory uh, for Bo. So it was Bo who won it. Um, <laughs> pretty rich from the nation that invented soccer. Hey, hey, everyone. <sighs> Number one, I don't care about soccer. I only care about T-sports. It's in the name. I only care about tabletop sports. Soccer, cricket, chess. Don't give a fuck. Kick a ball, throw a ball, smack a ball. Don't care. Only care about moving little models around and winning those tournaments. That's the one. Um, uh, and then uh, I just need to say again, a huge thank you to Nurgle Matthew for donating another 10 gift subscriptions in the chat. Happy Wargaming. Man, that is amazing. Thanks, dude. I don't know what the love's for, but that's really, really, really appreciated. Like, I'm going to use the money to maybe buy a chair. Or something uh, equally as fun. So, bless. That's right. If chess isn't a sport, uh, so that's super great of you, man. Uh, that's cool. Oh, and Studio J7 got one. Big love. Um, that's nice. Chess is on a tabletop, Ron. But it's not a real tabletop, is it? You could play chess on, like, the uh, an, uh, chair, an arm of a chair. So, I'm not taking it, is what I'm saying. Um... <laughs> uh, hey one of those gifts was for duck guts nice yeah it's nice big duck guts fan anyway let's talk about Bo Nogal Matthew thank you it's deeply appreciated like deeply appreciated very much so um, so Bo's path to victory was round one so he was playing Deepkin let's talk about his list it was Dom Hine it, it's like it's not a list that we haven't seen something similar before. It's Volturnus with the Void Chill Darkness uh, mount trait. That's right, name character still able to take a mount trait. Weird. Um, uh, Issuance Soul Scryer and another Issuance Soul Scryer. And then he had two units of six Morsar Guard and three units of Defensive Guard. So that's two units of six Offensive Eels. And the reason we call them Offensive is just we, they're offensive when they're in a list. <laughs> it's a little joke for all the pro players out there. Everyone else, 
Uh, if you're like new, you're like, what? So they do a lot of output. They're, they're generally better at doing damage, whereas the Ishling Guard are generally better at being very defensive. That's how their two War Scrolls work. It's the same unit, really, by it in the same box, but they have different roles in the army, which is cool. And none of it really matters, because you just wait till turn three, and then you just pop all the command points off Volturnus, who stacks up all their attacks. And then because in round three, they're able to go first in every combat in both players' turns, it's a path to victory, is what it is. Um... And then he also had a Achillean Leviadon in there with the reverberating carpe, so that's that big bubble uh, of 18 inches um, on their, their, their drums. Uh, and that is his whole list. And he, so round one, he smashed out Trogherd. Big love. Uh, it's a bit unfortunate, uh, I would say. I don't know if anyone would put like a top-end Deepkin list into a Trogherd, but generally the win percentages... Norm 50-50? No, it's not really. It's pretty much always going that way. Uh, round two was Skaven, uh, with quite a lot of bodies on the board, actually, but you could see why he would be able to go through that with all those Morsar. Uh, round three was against Legion of the Chaos Ascendant. There's a cheeky Kairos in there, um, and a Vermin Lord, but he smashed through that. Then round four was Hagnar, Daughters of Cain, which was lucky. That was a knife to the heart. Now, maybe if it had been Calibron, Daughters of Cain, that would have been a, a, an interesting matchup, but that would have been a hard one because of the deployment. How for the Daughters of Cain player, I would I would say personally, and then in round five by a whisker apparently uh, he beat uh, our man Tubsy with his Stormcast. Tubsy decided to take a 2016 army uh, to an event uh, going 4-1. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, so that was his final one in places of arcane power. So yeah, absolutely uh, great path to victory. Some like you know after the Trog herd, they're, they're all pretty viable armies. Um, and he did great. In the 4-1 bracket of this event, uh, AOS Tubbs uh, took his Stormcast Vindicators with Skyborn Slayers, which is wild. I'll read the list in a minute. And then um, in third place was Daughters of Cain with Calibron. And then a Slaves to Darkness Ravagers list, which I think is awesome. Slaves to Darkness Ravagers list going 4-1. We don't... Slaves to Darkness kind of gets overlooked as a faction, I would think. Normally when we talk about it, obviously we talk about the Knights of the Empty Throne sub-faction that's in Slaves to Darkness. Normally we're talking about Varangard. Normally we're talking about the Plague Touch Battalion. All of that inside of the Slaves to Darkness sub-faction. Uh, sorry, fa uh, faction. We rarely talk about any of the others, and we rarely see things like Ravagers do really well. So that 4-1 victory is actually something of note, as is, uh, of course, the Skyborn Slayers 4-1, which is pretty wild. So let's talk about this, shall we? Um, oh, one second... Uh, let me just go grab it. So the uh, the Skyborn Slayers list had a Knight Arada, a Knight Velixa, um, a Lord Solicitor on Dracoth. Then he had three, two units of five Liberators, and then two units of five Judicators. And then he had two lots of two Concussors, which is wild. Uh, and then he had ten Protectors with four Star Soul Maces, and he had five Decimators, all in Skyborn Slayers. Now I know Chris Welfare from Australia has also been talking about this a lot. Those, um, uh, there's a lot of points spent on that unit of uh, protectors. Well, not a lot, but it's 340 points, and the concussors in in conjunction with it. Um, oh, more Marcus Rock, thanks for the gift subscription, baby. Um, what book is Skyborn Slayers in? It should just be in the Core Stormcast book, is what it is. Uh, so it's a 2016 army, is how we did this with a 4-1 which is pretty wild. And he only lost to the winner, who was Bo, with his like top-end um, uh, Eidneth Deepkin army. So I would have loved to have watched this mass all day. Now, I've had a look at this list, and there's so much to talk about, really. 
that I'd love to talk to Tubbs about it. But also, I think one of the things, so I'm going to ask him to come on the show and have a conversation, like he did last time when he did so well with his KO, because he always tends to take things that are a little off meta or a little sideways of the meta. One of the things I think is interesting is the roles that the units play inside of this army, and I'd like to deep dive that, I think, on another show. I think, like, because talking about the Stormcast isn't really going to be relevant in the six to eight weeks whenever we get Age of Sigmar 3 and the new Stormcast book, because Stormcast will be the, the first release. However, the roles that the unit's play and the reason he took them will be a fascinating conversation. So hopefully he'll come on the show to talk about it. If he's listening to the podcast now, I just want him to know he's a legend. Um, and then let's just really tickly, quickly talk about uh, the Saves of Darkness Ravagers list, because I think this is really fun. Um, see you later, Collaru. Big love to you. Hope you're well. Um, uh, and this is Chaos, a Chaos Lord, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, uh, these are all Mark Nurgle so far. Another Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Then he's got 40 Chaos Marauders, two lots of te 10 Chaos Knights, 15 Chaos Warriors, Chaos War Shrine, and again, that Plague Touch Warband. So even though... So he's he's running a similar style list that we have seen with the Knights of the Empty Throne, but he's going away from the Varangard, and instead, instead he's spending those points on what is comfortably a brick of wounds. It's 30 wounds in that unit of Chaos Knights for only 320 points. And then uh, he's got two of those. So that's 60 wounds tied into those. 15 Chaos Warriors. That's another 30 wounds. They're going to have a re-rollable save, which is going to be really good. And then having those two Chaos Sorcerer Lords means that those two units of Knights can have full re-rolls on their armor save, not forgetting their ignore um, Mortal Wounds. And that's going to tie in super well to the Play Touch Warband. Anything that hits them is going to take Mortal Wounds back. And then the Chaos Sorcerer Lord for piling an attack on death as well so it's really just a brick of an army that just takes hits and just dishes it back there's also chaos war shrine in there as well a very fun list and also what's really cool about it is i think it's pretty much a list that a lot of uh, chaos players would like to run they want to run their knights they run one of the chaos warriors i think one of the maybe problematic issues is that it doesn't really play in the way that you maybe think in that it's not going to do tons of damage outside those 40 Marauders. And those 40 Marauders will do a lot of damage. In Nurgle, if they're wholly within range of the general, they're going to be doing extra pip of damage on any sixes to wound, which is huge because they have so many attacks uh, from those 40 Chaos Marauders. Um, and he's also given them flails as well. Uh, so, like, a, a really competent list, but it will play in a way that you're not really expecting. And really, it'll be a meat shield that you hit and you take mortal wounds from it. And then at some point... Uh, using the Mask of Darkness spell, which is a teleport. There's 40 Marauders are going to be put somewhere else on the board, and then they're going to just blend through something. Um, it's a very, very cool list. I really, really like it. Um, I think one of the things about the Slave Darkness book is it doesn't really play how you'd expect it to play in some ways. You would think it would be quite aggressive. Maybe there'd be quite a lot of output. And arguably, it's got some, like, some pretty high armor values, which I quite like as a conversation going into Age of Sigmar 3, where we've already seen a lot of high armor values that we haven't really seen before. Kragnos on a 2-up. New Stormcast with a 2-up. It's very, going to be very easy to get Gravelord's Blood Knights on a 2-up if you want to, or even some of their big monster characters, like Manfred or whatever. So, those 2-up armor saves are going to be a really good conversation. How do you deal with them? Um, and so, like, and I think this is the kind of list that you can start having that conversation with. I think it's good. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. Uh, shelf loathing, agreed, agreed. There is some, there is definitely an emotional and mental disconnect between Chaos Marauders and Chaos Warriors and how they really work, but they work inside uh, Play Touch Warband. The unfortunate thing with Play Touch Warband going away in Age of Sigmar 3, so no 
uh, War Scroll Battalion is going to be in place. That's going to negatively affect this army massively. It's going to negatively affect Slaves to Darkness. So one of the things I'm really hopeful for for Slaves to Darkness is we get some points changes. Um, Marcus Rock, thank you for donating a gift subscription in the chat. Uh, that's super nice of you. Thanks, everyone, for today. You're all incredible. Uh, and we got a hype train. That's fucking rad. So, yeah, it sounds like a great event. Um, big fan of the New Zealand community. Um, I'm really happy that they've, they, they're able to still play and stuff. Looking forward to maybe getting back to Australia at some point and watching the, the Kiwis come over and kick the Aussies' ass one more time. Uh, Australia, that's just a challenge. That's just a gauntlet I'm throwing down. Uh, you've got to own your own events. You can't just keep losing them to the Kiwis every time they come over. That's got to be a thing. You've got to start taking that, that title back. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right okay so what else do we have so uh last week so last week uh there was an event called the Goldborn smash so it was a one day of three rounds and i haven't been able to get any other information but there were 30 players which is pretty cool um so i haven't been able to get any more information so that's the Goldborn smash uh, like i say over in australia and then <laughs> smorgan it's not my fault man like <laughs> what could i do anyway uh, so Goldborn Smash, and that was uh, there were three players in the top bracket. So that was Terence Voller, Hugh Cryle, and Charles Black. Um, so uh, just to give them their shout outs. And then in first place, this is a cool list. Was Terence Voller with his Lunath Realm Lords list in Yametrica. You don't hear that every day. And then get ready because his list gets wilder. Avlanor the Stoneheart King, Avla Alarith Stone Mage. Get ready. Um, and then. There are two lots of 20 Sentinels, so that's 40 Sentinels in total. Then there's two lots of 10 Allurian, uh, sorry, Auralan Wardens, so to, so like not much in the battle line. However, ah, uh, oh, Zanj, thanks for using your, your Prime subscription for voting uh, in the chat and for subscribing. Thank you. There are two units of Alarith Spirits of the Mountain as well. So in total, four monsters. The Stoneheart King, oh no, sorry, three monsters. The Stoneheart King. And then two more Spirits of the Mountains in total, backed up with the Twin Stones uh, as the Endless Spell, and then backed up by 40 Sentinels, really. Uh, so not a lot of board, not, not a lot of board control, which is kind of wild. Just those monsters to hold stuff off. A lot of shooting, actually. If you start to look at the, 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 the shooting attack that you can get from Avalonor and the Spirits of the Mountain, you think, okay, double that up with the Sentinels. That's actually quite a lot of output. Now, it's only a one-dayer, but this list did go 3-0. So, that's quite interesting. I like that. I like that. That was fun. So, that was in uh, first place. In second place, there was a more traditional corn list in Reapers of Vengeance with Archeon. Bloodstoker, Slaughter Priest, Bloodthirster, and Unfettered Fury. There was three lots of ten Blood Reavers. There was two lots of ten Ungol Raiders as, uh, uh, as allies, which is a great, great pick for that first-turn move. You know, that six-inch move to make it so you can't get Alpha Strikes, really quite important because you haven't got quite the pushback that some of the other lists might have. Then he's got Chaos War Shrine, and then he's got the Wrath Axe and the Hex Gorgeous Skulls. Again, this list went 3-0. and So, uh, really nice to see that. And then in third place, again, uh, Charles Black running a list. He did super well at CanCon in 2019. 20, I don't know where the date's even. 2020, uh, the date's go with his Fire Slayers. He's running Hermdar, Runefather, Rune Smiter, um, and a rune master, then the battlesmith, then three uh, three bricks of hearthguard berserkers, twenty in each one, 
five Auric Hearth Guide and the Lords of the Lodge and the Runic Firewall. So we've seen this list played a lot. We've seen him play this list, or we know he's played this list at several events. So uh, he went three as well. So really solid, really solid, really, really big list. Now, the final bit over in Russia. Over in Russia, there was eight teams playing four rounds at Rise of the Raven. Uh, they were playing four rounds, um, and there were teams of four, which is my favorite, of course. So teams of four playing four rounds, and the Angry Alpacas took it out. We talked about the Angry Alpacas a lot. They were doing this in real life, um, and this is their team composition. So it was a host duplicitous zinch list with all of the pink horrors, 20, 10, and 10. So 40 pink horrors in that host duplicitous in a change host with Life Swarm and Geminid. So that Life Swarm bringing back extra... Um, pink horrors back into those units horrific 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 no flamers no flamers so just pinning people in uh then there's another fire slayers list very much like what we just saw before it's hermdar lords of the lodge this has got two lots of 20 hearthguard berserkers and a 10 and then it had some uh some other uh it had a rune father and everything else but like we saw before and then there was a luminoth realm lords list which was more your standard auron legion with techless it had the Cathalar, it had 20 Wardens, and then it had uh, 20 Sentinels, and it had that Pocket 5 Dawn Riders as well, which I think is key. And then just very quickly, last bit, it had a Seraphon, of course, with Slan, Croak, Skink Star Priest, Skink Priest, then 40 Skinks, 10 Skinks, 3 Salamanders, the 5 Saurus Guard, the Vanguard Raptors, which we see a lot now with Long Track Crossbows, the 2 units of 3 Aether Wings, and then, of course, the Bellwind Vortex. So let's just talk about this as a team composition because this is a great chat for later on when we look at the ban phase for the for the Super Series. All of this is good. All of these lists are good. Actually, stats-wise, the Teclian build from the Lunar Throne Lords isn't actually really fighting at these tiers. You would expect to really swap that out for some Eidneth Deepkin. I guess one of the main considerations to think about... Um, <laughs> but it all <laughs> see you later big old fish big love to you um so yeah one of the things to think about which of these lists might get affected by the ban phase tonight because all of it works really well i wouldn't even say that there's a particular theme here because all of it is just potently strong the seraphon list is comfortably a singles list that can take out tournaments all on its own in my opinion then the fire slayers list similarly if you the fire slayers list is good until it plays into maybe a slightly bad matchup and it has not loads of them slightly bad matchup into the wrong battle plan but of course in a team format where you can pick which at least which players they're going to play against or who you're going to play the fire slayers are an incredible team army you'd expect to see them a lot and then the zinch list is horrific the zinch list i don't think plays very well into singles events at all it plays well maybe 4-1 quite often maybe 3-2-4-1 um, but i don't, don't necessarily think it can push itself over the line all the time but if you can put that into the right matchup that's just going to pin whole armies back that cannot punch through those wounds because you start it's 94 wounds but with 40 pink horrors that's already 200 wounds in the list geminids uh, also but being pinned in and unable to retreat from these hordes is just horrific um so yeah Something to think about just for later on for the ban phase. Mm, 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 mm. Nailed it today. That's it. That's it. That's the show in the can. We've done it, boys. Uh, any questions? Any thoughts? 
think we smashed it. Upcoming events, obviously, uh, there is... Oh, oh, I did not put that in my show notes. Usually Owen puts that in the show notes. That's on, that's on me. That's on me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, loads of upcoming events. Age of Sigma and Six Nations is happening here in the UK. That's really exciting. Um, so that's uh, late December. There's quite a few events happening in England now that we're getting closer to opening up, which is really cool. Um, I'm sure there are more. I'll talk about them another time. Whatever today. Uh, can you explain how protective bans work? Tim's wheelbarrow. Like, could uh, first pick ban the cursing so that nothing else from the book could get banned? Tim's wheelbarrow, 100%. If you... Um, I do not need more think bads to think about. Sorry, Dave. Big love to you. Bancho, 7 p.m. tonight, if that helps you. Um, uh, can I d- explain defensive bans? Yeah, if you ban a unit from a book, then you can no longer ban any other units from that book. And so if you wanted to ban a rubbish unit so you could keep your good unit safe, that's how it works. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of events. I'll I'll do a list of the events, but it kind of feels like sometimes, like, I don't know why I really talk about it. So, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, we've also uh, plugged in some of these stats into our stats database so that we'll get a more like comprehensive look and, and maybe next week I'll do a bit of a stats breakdown. Maybe. But again, it's just not that much information. When we open up again all around the world, there'll be loads more. Of course, that's exciting. Of course, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, uh, the bands are always narrative. That's the important point. Uh, the weekly AOS show is also on tonight, but it's just going to be 30 minutes late. It's going to be after the the band show tonight because that's just when our tech man was free um what does rob think about nagash getting worse and going up in points from 880 to 975 i think if you're able to give nagash a two plus save um then he's in a fairly good spot na brooks i think 975 is expensive but some of the other stuff inside the book is fairly cheap you can have 975 and a lot of zombies so whether or not like he really pulls his points to help you win objectives and i guess having the monster keyword and if the rumours that monsters gain you extra victory points, Nagash probably feels like a strong vehicle to do that. Some armies might not have the ability to do so, so I'd say that's fine. Um, are all TSN games streamed on this Twitch channel, Rob? No, they're not. All TSN games will be streamed on the T-Sports Network channel. There'll be no swearing of any kind, I hope. Uh, so it's family-friendly, so you'll be able to watch it with the kids, and uh, it should look as professional as we can make it, I hope. So it should be friendly. And you guys, it's watchable by you and the kids, so you can stick it on with the like uh, late at night with the family or whatever. So it's completely okay. Um, have there been any changes to the ban phase since first time around? No, it's all still exactly the same. Uh, what would you ban from Soul Blight Grave Lords? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They're not the prevailing threat inside the meta. The ban phase really is to design armies how you would like them to play. So, for example, I would try and if I didn't want to play against a really um, tough Zinch list, I'd obviously ban maybe the Lord of Change, because then you just can't run Change Host, which I think is quite nice. But Archeon's up there for a ban as well. He put, really pushes stuff around. I don't Deepkin are probably the best performing uh, army this this age, this GHB 2020, especially since uh, Volty got Void Chill Darkness, which is like a big, just a big upgrade for no particular reason. Reverberating Carprace on the Leviadon as well. So Aneth Deepkin, right now, since the last time we did bans, huge, 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 huge. Uh, but they were there last time. We ha- of our two teams that played, each team had a, uh, an army full of eels. They're they're really relevant. They're relevant in the meta. They're relevant in team formats. They're wicked. Um, I would probably try and look at banning Fire Slayers because really if you don't have a solution to Fire Slayers you don't have a solution to Fire Slayers and it's really banning something so that the, the how you put the cards in or how you put the, the armies in is going to work out for you 
So I think there's something that um, uh, family friendly is massively appreciated. That's okay. Honest war game of swearing TSN for professional is uh, I'll even wear a different t-shirt. <laughs> no, no suits, no suits. Cause Logan uh, will rip me if I wear a suit and we're not doing that anymore. Uh, Nagash can spell Mystic Shield if it becomes possible on save. That is super powerful. Pete, you're getting it, baby. You're getting it. Um, yeah. Do you think that some team go nuts and bans eels first to lay down a marker? I don't know, man. Herminista, that's the exciting element of the man phase, right? That's what I'm excited about for tonight. It's why I'm excited every time is, is us as a community. So when we looked at these results, other than the Eumetrican list with the um, uh, coming over from Australia, which is cool. I don't necessarily think he's got the legs, lol. Uh, to necessarily go 5-0 and at a big event. But like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the player can absolutely smash it. That's what's really cool. However, generally we know Seraphon are going to do well. Firestairs are going to do well. Ideth Deepkin are going to do well. Zinch are going to do well. We know those things are competent, solid armies. KO. Yeah, all of those armies are really, really good. So those are the things you're looking to affect. What I like about the ban phase is between now and Friday. So after tonight, you'll be like, okay, what is the meta going to look like when we get the lists in? How's it going to fun? That's, that's what's fun about it. I'm just talking about the end thing. Um, uh, no, this channel doesn't host bands. The bands, everything is done on the T-Sports Network. And then we'll be back on this channel. I might try and raid ourselves. That'll be confusing. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll try and raid ourselves later. Um, can we still get T-Sports shirts? Not yet, but I'll try and get them uh, remade in the future if that helps. If people want them. If you want them, let me know. If you think banning more SAR stops on a deep pin, you haven't been smashed by a couple of powered up turtles on turn three. Well, that's the point, Scott B. I don't think it necessarily does. I would say that you could ban more SAR. I think more SAR really pushed them across the edge. But then they can run all Alapexes. Like, but don't forget, this isn't TTS, so people have to have all of those. Uh, ban Blade Lords. Just ban them out of the game so we don't have to play against them. Uh, uh, oh, so I'll go and find you guys the link so you guys. Um, uh, let me go and find later on. Uh, let me go find. I'll go find the Twitch channel for you guys now before we leave, and then you guys can go and give it a follow before later. There we go. Oh, nice, nice. All right, I'll put the link in the chat for you guys. Thank, oh, thanks for Rob. Uh, so you guys can follow that if you want and check that out later. So that'll be later on. Uh, okay, cool. Big love. Thanks for tuning in today. It's massively appreciated. I know it's a short one. We just got lots to do, uh, and without a co-host, I just don't want to don't want to like drag it on for no particular reason. Uh, it's been lovely. I'll talk to you guys. We'll be back next Monday. Hopefully, we'll plug more stats in, uh, and then I'm going to deep dive a couple of the lists as we see them. So there'll be loads to talk about, uh, which is going to be cool. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, I don't think should we go to a raid? Just make some people happy. Um, who can we go raid? Make someone smile. Uh, this fella with one viewer. <laughs> okay, maybe this this person with eleven. Like that's that's <laughs> right. Let's go do this. Uh, you're all brilliant. Uh, I yeah. Let me know what you think about. Oh, thanks to everyone on the podcast, of course. Thank you to everyone on uh, who's joined us live, and thank you to everyone, all of the YouTube thugs. Let me know if you what you kind of want out of the Monday show in Subways. If you'd like it to be more stretched out like i could have gone deep into the american list and talked about it as an example or maybe even the slaves to darkness ravages list but really we've talked on the show about things like this before we've talked about the re-rollable saves coming from oracular visions on the chaos sorcerer lord going onto a play touched warband unit 
we all kind of know how it works. So I think it's only really when something pops its head up that we should talk about. And I think something like Stormcast is kind of relevant now, but really it's a bit of a savant in Tubsy playing with it. So I don't think it's really necessarily relevant to everyone, but it would be nice to hear him talk about it. So yeah, that's what I want to see. Uh, loads of love. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, 7 o'clock tonight, and then the normal show will be at 7.30. I'll see you guys later. Loads of love.